Welcome to the Graceway Bible Church Podcast, a place to be immersed in teachings from God's Word. Join us as we discover the cast of Christmas, the key players in the story we all know and love. What is special about these groups? Why are they part of the story? Reverends Tom Simcox and Don Schwing will open the Word of God and guide us to understand more about the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you would like more information or have any questions, please visit us at www.gracewaybc.org. Come with us now as we open the Word. You know, I think we all have a creative side, right? Some part of us that really wants to um, put our imagination to work to create something out of nothing. I mean, that's what the musicians do here. They take their voice and they take some strings or they take some, uh, some uh, keys on the organ, some strings on the guitars, and turn it into something special. And there's all things that we create. Um, some of us are involved in woodworking, some write, some do art. Um, sometimes we're maybe just creative in our mind. You know, we're not ready to take that step out to, um, to create something physically, but we have the ability to imagine, right, something different. We have the ability to imagine something outside of what we see. So tonight, I want to take us on a bit of a journey with our imagination. You know, I know the, uh, the young kids, the Iwana kids, did a wonderful job sharing how Jesus and Mary came from Nazareth to Bethlehem, riding in on the flamingo, and that was, uh, that was wonderful. But I'm going to take us back 2,000 years, right? We're going, to, we're going to imagine what it was like for Mary and Joseph uh, those nine months. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for placing the creativity in us to be able to bring our gifts and our talents to you in a way that honors you, honors your son, and honors your spirit. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the service. Father, we pray that the message this evening will minister to our hearts. Father, will speak to us exactly where you want us to be and what you want us to learn. So we commit this time to you, and we do this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So Mary and Joseph were both from the town of Nazareth. Nazareth had a population of about four to 500. That's maybe twice the amount of people that are here right now. So four to 500 people. And Gabriel came to Mary while she was betrothed to Joseph and says, you're going to have this wonderful miracle happening. Right? And the Holy Spirit then placed Jesus inside of her. Now, Nazareth being a small town, this is a town where probably everybody knew everything. Right? There was, you know, there was no two-acre lots. You see, we're right on top of each other. Maybe a little bit like that image right there. Right? So everybody knew everything. <clears throat> so I'm kind of wondering what it was like for Mary. What was she experiencing? Obviously, we knew that she was a willing servant for the Lord and was ready to, to provide herself for him and serve him in such a miraculous way. But for a young couple, a young couple at the time, probably one of the most important things for them that happened in their lives and in their marriage was to have children, right? After they were married, was to have children. And we know in our study this fall how important, how important children, were, children were to marriage. So here you have Mary and Joseph, I'm sure before the angel came, planning their family, ready, okay, we're gonna get married, we're gonna have a child. Then all of a sudden God comes and it moves it in a completely different direction. <clears throat> I mean, this was a culture where kids were so important. It wasn't like today's culture where we're like, all right, well, let me wait to get my career set. Let me wait till we have our finances in order. No, it was okay. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. It's an agrarian culture, right? They're going to start just working together 
for the family. But here they are now facing almost the unthinkable, right? Mary's pregnant, essentially out of wedlock, betrothed. Now we all know that it was a miracle. Uh, Mary becomes pregnant by the Holy Spirit. The Son of God, God himself, is placed inside of her. But I imagine there must have been some sort of discomfort for Mary as the culture looked at her. I would imagine as the baby was growing inside of her and that baby bump started to develop, I wonder if what she thought about every glance that came in her direction, every time she walked into a room, people stopped talking. It ever happened to us, you know, we walk in a room somewhere and all of a sudden it gets quiet. Like, were they talking about me? You know, sometimes it's like that, you know, I walk into a room and, they're like, and it gets quiet and they're like, oh, pastor's here, we got to stop. No, 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 they're really not. But, it's, but you can get it. Some, that happens to us all. It happens to us at work. They may be, it could be completely innocuous. They're not even talking about us, but it's just the change there. But I wonder for Mary if she felt that discomfort. Yes, eight and a half months, right? Baby growing and getting bigger. How much do they have to hide, right? Because of the discomfort. And we know that there was a societal shame to this because we know in Matthew's gospel, Joseph said to divorce her quietly so to not bring her about shame. Right? So even though through this miracle, culture and society had, were casting their shame and their vision, their vision of what this actually was upon her. So it must have been extremely uncomfortable for Mary, this divine blessing that she willingly served the Lord, that every sideways glance, every glance that came to her, she viewed it as some sort of <clears throat> judgment upon her. Imagine what she felt like. Eight and a half months passed. Then they had to go from Nazareth, Nazareth to Bethlehem to register for the census. <clears throat> you know, they were young, right? Mary, probably 14, Joseph, maybe 18. Right? We know that when Jesus was older, Joseph was a carpenter. So probably at this point, he probably didn't even begin his apprenticeship yet. Right? So they're poor, traveling through the, through the mountainside down to Nazareth. I'm sorry, down to Bethlehem and they sought a place to stay. And we know from the account, there was no room at the inn, right? So they go, and they, <clears throat> they go, and they, and they end up going into a stable for Mary to prepare to stay, for Mary to prepare to have, birth, to have her birth. So just imagine how sweaty and grimy and tired they were after five days in the dusty hillside. So here they are in a stable. You know, we're presented a romanticized view of Jesus' birth. Right? Think of our nativity sets at home, right? All pristine and clean, just a little bit of hay in there maybe, right? That's really not what it was. This was a stable, uh, where the, obviously a stable being where the animals were kept. I think it's very important for us to understand what it was like for them back at that time 2,000 years ago in a stable about to give birth. <clears throat> now just imagine the stable for a moment. The sheeps, the goats, the donkeys, the horses, all there in the stable. Right? You have Mary and Joseph preparing to give birth. No private space, no clean water, no room service, no concierge, no 911 to go get help. Right? They're there by themselves, just the two of them among the animals. And then it happens. The first pain comes. I don't think Mary, no Lamaze to help with the breathing, no mid to help with the delivery, just a young man who maybe helped his dad deliver goats at their family farm there 
to help her. First child, it doesn't tell us how long her labor was. First child, 12 hours, 16 hours of labor in a stable, no privacy. These animals needed to be attended to, right? They couldn't be by them there, themselves there for 16 hours. Right, so as she's giving birth to our Savior, people walking in and out to tend to the animals, and all the biology that goes along with the animals, all happening there as Mary is preparing to give birth to our Lord and Savior. How scared must they have been? This incredible gift from God. But how scared were they in that moment giving birth to their first child? They must have been terrified. They also must have been confused. How can the Messiah come in a place like this? Right? And then the child came. And they wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and placed him in a manger. Now, a manger isn't the nice wooden crib filled with clean hay that we see. It was the feeding trough for the horses. The Prince of Prince, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, as a baby, placed where animals' faces just were. Just imagine that. At the time, obviously, they expected something completely different. They expected a warrior, a fighter, someone to come in heraldry to lead Israel away from the Romans. But he came in a stable. Can you imagine God in all of his royalness coming in such a way? Our God, who is the kingdom of heaven, sent his son to be born among animals. Just imagine that. Now, I want us to visualize everything that we've talked about. All right, the two teens traveling to Bethlehem through the, through the dusty hillside. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the pain, the discomfort, the confusion. This is how God came. Now imagine for one second, just imagine for only a minute, that it didn't happen. Where would we turn for all the hurts in this life? all the pains that we suffer, for the struggles in our relationship, for the challenges with addiction, where would we turn? Where would we turn for peace, for strength, for comfort, and for healing? Where would we turn for an eternal hope? Do you know what? We don't have to live in that place because we know he came. We know it's true. We know he came here 2,000 years ago to live amongst us to ultimately sacrifice himself for us. And it makes me wonder how many people celebrate Christmas out of tradition. Now, there are 300 million Americans that celebrate Christmas. There are 100 million that consider themselves evangelical. So just by those numbers alone, 200 million people in this country alone celebrate Christmas and have no idea why they do it. They just do it out of routine. I mean, they have their eggnog, their family dinners, the ugly sweaters, the family arguments, the advent calendar, the presents, the trees. They may even come to church to celebrate Christmas. But they do it just because it's what they always did. That's what their parents did. Perhaps you're there this evening. Perhaps you're not too sure. Perhaps you're here saying, okay, this is what you do on Christmas as you come to church. We're going to go home. We're going to have the seven fishes. Tomorrow we're going to open up our presents. You may not know why you do it, 
right? You may hear this account of Jesus, how we're saying that this really happened, and you may not be too sure what that really means. I'm going to give you an opportunity this evening to understand what that means, to understand what it is that Jesus did for us, to understand why it is that we celebrate Christmas today and his resurrection four months from now. So I would like you to do, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. So if you're unsure, or if you're unsure, or you've never heard this before and this is new to you, you've never had the opportunity to accept Christ as your Savior, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. All right, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads. I'm going to lead us in this prayer, right? And if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have the opportunity to do it right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. Father, and I, I can't get to heaven on my own. Father, we're celebrating Christmas. Father, but I didn't realize that Jesus came as you, as God, to live his life here, to die for me. Father, I want to commit my life to him, Father. I want to have a relationship with him. I want to know for sure, Father, that when I die, I can get to heaven to be with you. So, Father... And understanding that I'm a sinner, Father, I know that Jesus will forgive my sins. So, Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive my sins, Father, to forgive my sins, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, because I want to live in eternity with you. So, with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, if you've prayed that for the first time this evening, can you raise your hand? I just would like to acknowledge you so I can pray for you. I see one. Thank you. Father, there may be individuals here. Maybe everyone here has a relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ, and we are thankful for that. Father, it is amazing the relationship that we can have. Father, the peace and the comfort that your son brings. Father, it is amazing what he had done for us on this life, in this life here, Father, and it's amazing and unimaginable what he did for us on the cross, and we thank him for that. Father, there may be individuals here who aren't sure yet. So, Father, we pray that the the service and the words that have been shared through music and what's been shared from your word this evening, Father, that that can work in our hearts, Father, to grow us and bring us in the relationship with you. And, Father, we we are, again, just so thankful for your son. Father, as we continue on with our service, Father, we pray that the focus that we get, the direction that we get, takes us away from, from the basis, uh, gets us away from the business of the holiday, and gets us focused solely on your Son. Father, we ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for sharing in this message. We pray it will make a difference in your life. Please consider joining us for our Sunday morning and evening worship services. For location and more information, visit our website, www.gracewaybc.org and listen next time to learn more. May the God of peace richly bless you through his son, Jesus Christ.